Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There is no safer place to be than the will of God. But how would you know that you're in his will if you're not in his word? You can't exist in the will of God and not know and understand his word. I'm not talking about opinions. There are many opinions. There's a lot of trickery, a lot of deception. But the word of God brings life. He said, know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's the only way to have freedom is to know truth. The only way to have truth is to get into the word of God. So again, welcome to Inside the Pages presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. Listen, I want to remind you that the dates, May 30th, 31st and June 1st is fastly approaching. We uh, it'll be here before you know it. You know, and we'll be celebrating our Southern California Pentecostal service. I want to invite you to be part of that. Uh, please visit our, our website, ConnectingTruth.org. Um, hopefully it's on your screen right now, but ConnectingTruth.org. And, you know, there's hotel reservations there. If you're flying into Ontario Airport, we'd certainly be glad to see you in service with us. And we're looking for a great time, not looking to entertain. Not It's not about entertaining you. You know, you go to the movies for entertainment. You go to, if you like me, you'll go to Magic Mountain. I, I like going to Magic Mountain. I like getting on the rides and, and, and wishing I wasn't on it after I sat down and got locked in. But that's entertainment. And so, but church is not entertainment. Church is for deliverance. As many people that I see jumping around, dancing and shouting, um, you know, shouting is an audible sound. Uh, dancing is demonstrative. But as many people as I see doing those things, uh, the Bible said that his anointing destroys the yoke. So that means that if they're doing all of that and they're feeling the power of God, they should walk away with some deliverance. And that is my prayer is that you are delivered. My prayer is that deliverance will come and change will occur. And so that's what we look for. And that's what I mean by deliverance. That's what I mean by anointing. And that's what I mean by his word as well, because the word should bring about deliverance. It should bring about deliverance. We should be overcomers as Christ overcame. We should be overcoming some things too. I want you to understand this is not a sprint, but a marathon. You're running for your life. We're in the book of Genesis. Touching the law, the universe, earth, man, spirit, 
touching the cause and design of all things, who is God himself. Now, I want to go back to the in Genesis to uh, the 12th chapter. Now, we're actually at the 25th chapter. We've gone that far, but there are some things as I as I listen and read the word of God, I'm like, wow, how did I miss that? Or why didn't I see that at that moment? Maybe it was not intended, but uh, now that it, there is an awareness of it, uh, I want to bring it to your attention also. You know, we don't never want to rush through the word of God. Many people say, well, I read the Bible in a year. That's great. I'm glad that you had that incentive to read the Bible. Make sure that as you read the word of God that you receive from God. And so that includes some prayer. But we all need to be praying and asking God to bless our our thoughts. He opened the disciples understanding. And certainly if he opened their understanding, our understanding needs to be open too. He breathed on them and told them to receive the Holy Ghost. And certainly we need to be breathed upon too. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you need the Holy Ghost. It is not a good feeling. There's evidence. And some that I know it's an ongoing dispute. I'm not getting into that. I'm just saying it's in the word of God. And since God has made it available, you should want it. You say, I'm a Christian. You you ought to want to be like Christ. You ought to want to be like Christ. Genesis, the 12th chapter. I'm, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking for the coming of the Lord. And I was looking for the coming of the Lord for, for a long time. This is not my first time saying this, but I'm looking for his coming. And I hope you are too, because he's coming back for those that are looking for him. Not only looking for him, but ready, ready. Now there's a difference because in order to be ready, you have to look at what he said. He said, be holy for I am holy. So anyone that tells you holiness is not in season, you know, it's out of season. It's that's the old stuff. I'm not talking about rolling all over the floor and foaming at the mouth and, you know, uh, anything like that. I'm not saying anything against those things either. I am saying that holiness is a lifestyle that God requires to be in his presence. All right. Genesis, the 12th chapter. I'm going to start at the first verse. It says, now the Lord has said unto Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee. I want you to underline this. I need you to really pay attention to what I'm going to tell you. I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken unto him and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Galatians 6 and 10 says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Now there are some throughout history that said they believe in God. They said they were called by God. They claim to be believers, saints. They claim to be Christians. They claim whatever term they wanted to use, bishops, deacons, pastors, shepherds, archbishops, whatever. But they did not do good unto all men. In other words, they were disrespectful. You know, we can we can look at history and see the disrespect that people have had 
against one another, you know, the different prejudice that exists. Um, we see it on the news. We see things where people just walk up and just sock somebody for no reason at all. And it's not a gang initiation or anything like that. It's just hatred uh, because that spirit is using them. But the Bible tells us, it says, as we have therefore opportunity, as we have opportunity when it presents itself, let us do good unto all men, especially to them who are of the household of faith. Now, I want to talk about this I message, instant messaging. You know, you, you understand what that is. Um, and that is the thought for this evening is invite God's favor into your life. And as a subtopic, be good to everyone. Now, you know that instant messages, um, you know, here in 2024 is the, is the service that was developed by Apple and launched in, in 2011. Today, some people use Teams as a Microsoft version of iMessage, you know, and, but a message deals with um, some form of knowledge or maybe no knowledge because someone is trying to get some knowledge. They're going to instant message you to contact them. And we need to instant message God because we need some information. I'm not talking about emotional, emotionalism, you know, where we deal with excitement, you know, that hoop and that holler and, and we come in one way and we leave out the same way. <clears throat> but I'm talking about uh, knowledge. Uh, so couple knowledge uh, that with spiritual or couple uh, knowledge with emotional excitement because God is able. That's something to be excited about. And so that goes a long way. And it's considered, or some may refer to that as being passionate. When I talk about the Lord, you get me stirred up talking about God and his righteousness. I'm very passionate about that because the Lord delivered me from a, a very um, a life that would have sent me to into hell and at the end of judgment would have put me in the lake of fire. And I, here I am today delivered and I'm, I'm don't mess with me, my salvation. Uh, you know, as I said the other day, don't mess with money. Don't mess with honey and don't mess, don't mess with my salvation. It's at the top of the list. Don't, don't bother me about God. You know, I'm striving to make it in. Paul said, after I've preached to others, I myself be a castaway, you know, and so that possibility exists. No one has, um, no one can claim that, you know, I'm all right with God and I, I'm, I'm going to be saved. We should think that way and feel that way if we know we're doing all right. But we're not, I'm not going to take it for granted that, hey, you know what, I'm cool. No, because actually I feel that there's so much more to do when it comes down to God. And that is one of the questions in my heart is what can I do? to advance the kingdom of God? What can I do to strengthen others? What can I do to encourage? What can I do to be a help uh, to, to anyone, everyone? I don't know. What can I do? How can I strike up a conversation that's going to uh, put a spark in somebody's life? You know, what can I do? You know, and so um, my question this evening to you is, do you know your history, any history? Have you been exposed to information? What about the follow-up or the follow-through that um, to learn about yourself? Now, this is important because your history has some form 
of impact on where you are right now. You might not think it does, but it do. Look at your child. You can look at your child and see the DNA. You can see what they have done or what they're doing and see that it is you or it is your spouse or the person that that was the um, that you was with that brought the child into the world. You see those uh, those trademarks. You see those different things. We were talking about this the other day about my oldest son and I, there was things that he did that I did not like as a child. And I knew what he did was some of the same attributes that I had. Um, but we're not going we're not going to go into that tonight. But do you know about yourself, how important it is? It's important to understand you because that helps you be delivered. It's not a this is who I am and I've always been this way. No, the Bible tells us season our words with grace. And so, you know, to be careful how we talk and to love one another. You know, by this, all men shall know you're my disciples, not because you walk around with a, with a cross around your neck or, you know, or you walking around with a clergy collar, nothing like that. No, he said, by this love, that's how people know who you are and know about you. It's the love of God. And it's not a I love you in Christ, because to me, that's saying if you didn't, if you wasn't in church, that you wouldn't wouldn't like me. And that love, I don't think that love is genuine. When it's a genuine love, you don't have to prefix it with statements. It's just, you don't have to prefix it like that when it's genuine. So listen here. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3 and 9, it says, and just I just want this first part here. It says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness. So I want you to understand that. God has spoken a word as we read in the 12th chapter, the verse, first couple of verses there, in Genesis, that the Lord spoke to Abraham and said, get out of the country from my kin, folks, and my father's house in the land that I send. I'm going to show you, and I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and I will curse him that curse thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And so Abraham departed. He left to do. Why? Because he believed God. I want you tonight to believe God and to understand that God is not, uh, he's not hoodwinking. Uh, he's not um, bamboozling, you know, and all that other stuff that we use to say that somebody is trying to get over. God is not a shady character. Okay. And neither should his people. And certainly uh, that goes from the head all the way to the, from the, from the front to the, to the back door. And so the Bible said, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some man comes slack. And some people think God is, is not going to come through for them. But I want you tonight to understand that God will. <clears throat> and this is based upon his word. And you can have confidence in his word. You can believe the word of God. Now, the, the I message, instant message, is to encourage you, each of you, to invite God's favor into your life. I'm not talking about a cliche or lingo, you know, that that you walk around saying I'm blessed and highly favored. You don't have to do that. I I was speaking with someone last night. They called it to give me an invitation um, to uh, an event. And, and when I asked them what they were doing or how they were doing, uh, we went through this whole protocol of, of what I call church lingo. <clears throat> um, 
And we kind of laughed about it, but we understood where we were coming from. And, you know, and they brought up the blessed and highly favored. Well, I don't downgrade that, but I want you to understand this. The word of God is not about uh, church lingo that we have developed over the, the centuries. It's not about cliches. It's not about phrases or different things like that. That don't make you right with God uh, because you say I'm blessed and highly favored. I want you to be blessed in the Lord. I want you to have God's favor in your life. And so there is a way to do that. And that is first understanding that God, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Some people might think that God is not going to come through for them, but that should not be our frame of mind. Now, there is a line that is drawn and you need to decide which side you're going to be on. The Bible says in John 12, 37 through 43 is what I'm going to be reading from. It said, but though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. So even though people saw miracles and saw wonders, and there may have been some, some things that occurred in your life, and at the same time, you choose not to believe um, any further than what you had already received of God. And I want to encourage you, don't stop there. The Bible said this that the saying of Elijah the prophet might be fulfilled. So he's talking about Israel at this point, uh, that they would be blinded. Uh, the prophet spoke this and he said that who have believed our report and to him have the arm of the Lord been revealed. Therefore, they could not believe. Now this was done purposely uh, that they couldn't believe. He, they were blinded. And their hearts was hardened that they should not see with their eyes, nor understand with their hearts and be converted. And But the Lord said he's going to heal them. Now that's Israel. The Lord said he's going to heal Israel. So today, whereas they may not believe, they may not, um, they may have been blinded. It was for our sake. We are beneficiaries of that blindness. And that was done on purpose. Now, if the children of Israel would have accepted, uh, accepted Jesus Christ, then the kingdom would have been established. The dispensation of grace wouldn't exist as we know it. But the word of God had been spoken and said that they would be blinded for our sake. 41st verse says, these things said Isaiah, uh, when he saw his glory and spake of him, nonetheless, among the chief rulers also, many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, at least they should be put out of the synagogue. And so um, people hide what they believe, you know, instead of announcing what they believe. But I, but you ought to put it in the atmosphere of your home that I believe God and I believe what the Lord is going to do here. You know, um, the Bible said, despise not the day of small things. Now, I want you to sit back and relax. Just sit back. Thank you. Uh, don't despise the day of small things. Uh, but uh, understand that that when you see those little things happening, those little things lead you to God. OK, little things lead you to a place where God wants you to be at. So don't despise today of little things Now the Pharisees had a problem because they wanted to hold a certain position. The chief rulers believed on the Lord, but because of other people in positions, maybe on the job. And in this case, it was in the synagogue. Um, they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to believe it. They didn't want. And if you showed any signs of believing God, believing the word of God, you were going to have a problem with him. Now, the synagogue was a place uh, which they gathered and they, they were supposed to be gathering to honor the Lord. 
However, they were gathering for showmanship. They were gathering for the sale things. They were gathering uh, as a, a place to show off, you know, uh, which is no different than what we see going on in churches today. You know, I was listening. I was scrolling through some things as I was putting up some advertisements uh, for Anchor Above, uh, anchorabove.store. And that is a, a product that God had given. Uh, that's how we that's what we use to um, sustain, um, uh, sustain us. And so as I was scrolling through some things, I saw people and I was listening to the tone of their voice and I'm like, wow, have, have we really gone into the, the entertainment of, of the of things where we, you know, preachers sound the same and they, they, they know how to hit certain volumes and they know how to their highs and lows because they've listened and they've articulated this to become almost like a science that if you're not doing it, then you're not preaching and the people are caught up in that. But that's not something to be caught up in. Our life is to be caught up before the Lord. Uh, the Lord said, if you know, we're to live a life by presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice, holding acceptable unto the Lord. And so they were, uh, they were afraid. The chief rulers were afraid of the Pharisees in the synagogue, for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. That that's what I want to get to. If you love the praise of people more than the praise of God, you have a problem and you should be teaching that to your children. You should be teaching that to yourself and to others that don't don't love the praise of men. Because see, men will put you on, will, will praise you and, and, and give you accolades today and, uh, and terminate you tomorrow. Give you a pink slip, let you go. You're doing a great job. And next thing you know, they're passing you an envelope and letting you know that this is going to be your settlement and um uh, your severance pay and, and that's it. We'll see you later. It's already a done deal because they've already typed it all up and they just surprise you with it. Now, if you was to quit that job, they want you to give a two week notice. But when they come and, and give you a pink slip saying they land you off, it happens on the spot. So that really goes to show that what you're doing is not that important as you might think it is. So important that you'll miss church, you'll miss Bible class, you'll miss Sunday service, you know, you'll put other things before the Lord, because you think that's more important until that event happens. And then you want to come and go to God and pray and seek him and, you know, and Lord bless me with a new one and stuff like that. Listen, keep God first and you don't have to go through all that. Even if you do find yourself in a situation, you're not going to God out of a necessity. You're going to him because you loved him and you've always loved him. Just as he has loved you. Matter of fact, he loved us first. We didn't even know we existed. And God was loving on us all the time. Uh, the Bible tells us that, that he was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Now, how much love is that? That there was preparation, there was provision that was already made for us before the foundation of the world. Listen here, Romans 11. It says, I'm going to start the first verse. It says, I say then, have God cast away his people? God forbid. For I am also an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God have not cast away his people, which he foreknew. Won't he not what the scripture said? We just read that, what Eliza had spoken, that the people would be blinded, um, but God would not cast them away. 
how he make an intercession to God against Israel saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thy altars and I am left alone and they seek my life. But what said the answer of God unto him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. And so there are, there is a um, people that are yet calling upon the Lord, even as we are. And even so then at that present time, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace, the election of grace. We also call that the dispensation of grace. Here we are in the dispensation of grace. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace, but it be of works. Then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. What then Israel have not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election have obtained it, the election, the Gentiles. And that is Paul is writing to because he is an apostle unto the Gentiles. And the rest were blinded. The Israel, uh, the nation of Israel was blinded so that we, the Gentiles, could um, receive uh, what God has for us. Now, what God has for us is still continuing even um, in 2024, the 17th day of January. God's blessing and accessibility is still accessible to us and for us. And I want you to tap into that. And so this is why I'm saying the things that I'm saying and reiterating the word of God as I am yet speaking because there's something for you to tap into. What then? Israel have not obtained that we seek it, but the election have obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Now, according as written, God has given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, ears that they should not hear until this day. So even right now, up to this present time, Israel is slumbering, they're sleeping. By the time Israel wakes up and start calling on the Lord, uh, that will be considered the seventh. I'm going to say it will be considered the seventh day, meaning that, uh, that the church is now taken up uh, because it's time for Israel to be saved. Now, uh, don't uh, listen. Don't attend service, hear the history presented, see the power of God and ignore what is being said. It's important that you get a clear understanding. I want to encourage you that whatever church you're part of, that you should be asking questions regarding the scripture, not just going to service, nodding your head, saying amen, clapping your hands, listening to the preacher saying, come on, y'all, get up and praise the Lord. Well, after you have given God praise. Now, there's something about the praise that, that cannot be ignored. The Bible said that he inhabits the praises of his people. And so to be in his presence, you're going to praise him. You're going to worship him. You're going to honor him. You're going to love him. But then you're also going to need the word of the word because heaven and earth will pass away, but the word will not. Now, prophecy is going to fail one day. The Bible is clear about that. Dreams and visions are going to stop. You know, and the anointing that people say they feel and jumping around, some of that is just music. You know, um, babies, your two-year-old, your one-year-old um, will hear the beat of a song and start bouncing. Not understanding the lyrics of the song or nothing, but they're bouncing. And that's how some people are in church. They just bouncing because they hear the organ and they've gotten into a routine. It's time to get out the routine and get into the 
the, the message of what God is saying. And when you're in the message, then you know what to rejoice about. It brings to, it causes things to be in perspective. The praise change, the worship praise, the rejoicing is enhanced because there is an understanding. Now, Genesis, Genesis 12. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to a, a quick end of this. That list. I want to thank those that was praying for me as I was feeling very under the weather, was voice gone, throat scratchy and everything just within a couple of days. But nurse, uh, nurse uh, Reese came to my rescue and bought me some things that I needed. Um, and the sickness broke up. And so here I am tonight talking, but I will rest some more throughout the rest of the week. But understand this. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, I know you heard me read it once, but let me read it again, please. Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation and I will bless thee and I will make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curse thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Now I want you to give, I want to just give you these two principles. Um, and if you follow these principles, I'm sure that you're going to do well. I've given instruction to, to, um, to some and they have followed the instructions. A young man was telling me um, that he thanked God that, that the Lord had blessed and used me to get him to a certain position in his career. Um, and now he is a senior developer, a software developer at the company. And, um, you know, and that's just because of the, the good fellowship and following certain instructions. If you're willing to follow the instructions that your pastor gives you, now I'm not pastor to everyone. But I do encourage you that if your pastor has given you instructions, you should prayerfully follow those instructions and see the blessing that that comes at the end. If you're not willing to follow the instructions, then don't look for a blessing. Don't look for it. You can pray all you want. But if you're not going to follow the instructions when they're given, well, what is the purpose of you praying asking to be led? Now, these are effective principles for inviting God's favor into your home your home, whether you're individual, whether you have family or, you know, and, and if you live with someone, if you have a roommate, uh, my prayer, I hope that your roommate that you invited into your home is faithful unto God so that there's no shenanigans going on. Okay. And so let's just be real uh, about this. Uh, I'm certainly real about it. And I hope you are too. Understand when it is God speaking, you need to understand. When is God speaking? Whatever God says, it can be validated by his word. Now, also, the Bible tells us in Corinthians, in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 3 and 1, it said, this is the third time I'm coming to you. And Paul was writing to this particular church and, and he said, in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. So God doesn't just speak at one time. He speaks it multiple times to let you know that it is him. It's him. And you can hang on to his word. And so you should hold on to the word of God. Now, you might be reading the word of God and he give you an unction. He may even give you a dream. I don't tell everyone my dreams. I don't tell everyone when I hear or see something. 
because God will reveal it through the person that he wants to reveal it to. And they will confirm it if I, there's any doubt. Usually there's, I don't usually walk around doubting when I see something because I've learned uh, over time and I don't challenge God with, with things. But I will not share everything with everyone because God will. And so even in our last revival that we just came out of a couple of weeks ago, as the, the, the minister was, was speaking, he said some things out loud for everyone to hear regarding my situation, regarding me, my situation. And then he spoke some things that only in my ear, which not only validate and confirm, but no one else knew those things but me. And God will do that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Then on that Saturday, as I was in a ministerial class, two other people came and spoke the same words to me in that meeting. Um, not They were not in a revival. I've never seen these people before, but we were uh, talking about prophecy and they began to speak over my life. Those very things that was spoken to me that on that Friday night. And so out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, now there will be a separation. There has to be a change of habits. You cannot do the same thing and get different results. It don't work like that. You have to let go out with the old and in with the new. You've got to let go of those old things. You can't walk around holding on to things, holding on to old conversations, re reiterating the hurts and pains of yesteryear and stuff like that. There come a time where we have to move forward. And so you have to let some things go. And you can't do the same thing in church. You can't do the same thing on a job and look for different results. You know, some people say, well, I want more money, but you keep doing the same thing. Why should I why should I pay you more? And you're doing the same thing. You didn't increase your productivity. You didn't learn a new skill set. Um, you know, I, I they'll tell you, I, I encourage people all the time. Learn something. Uh, take what you already know and then enhance it and and do better. And if they don't want to give you the money that you think you deserve after you enhance those skill sets, look for someone that will. You can't be afraid to do that or is you just going to stay in the same situation that you're in and nothing is going to change. No. And I showed someone how there are certain tools that are you don't have to spend extra money for. And if you've listened to us for a little while, you've heard me say this before. Look at your, your basic computer with Microsoft Word. If you are an Excel developer, I showed a brother uh, that that even in statistics and using Excel and how to do um, how to be an analyst uh, could boost your salary from where it is to two hundred and twenty five thousand um, dollars, you know, and that's not far fetched because somebody did get that job. So listen. The point is, is that you must be willing to do what others will not do if you're going to have what others don't have. If you're going to, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to sustain yourself naturally, because first come the natural, then the spiritual. If you're going to sustain yourself instead of walking around complaining about, you know, what you don't have. Listen, you're going to have to do something. You're going to change your habits. You have to do something new instead of doing the same old thing, looking for different results. Discipline and adjustments must be made and God will help you. The Lord will bless you in that. No, nope. you know, when it's nice when you go to work, when you when you bring it home, it's a, a, a good, sufficient salary and, and 
and then you can give an offering and not feel like, wow, you know, I'm taxing myself. No, the Lord has blessed you. And you're able to do that and, and it's not putting a strain on your pocket. You're able to go out to dinner and, and go someplace nice, you know, and do something different. And it don't mean that, that everybody is, I'm not talking about just with six figures. I'm talking about just being comfortable, being comfortable, making wise decisions will make you be comfortable. Being smart will make you be comfortable and God is already on your side. Now, remember, we're talking about the fact that the Lord has already pronounced a blessing and said, I will bless them that bless you and I will curse them that curse you. He spoke that to Abraham, but here we are, the seed of Abraham. The focus should be on God, who is the ultimate promise keeper. He's the greatest promise keeper that there is. And so we can trust him. And so it means that we must give God our undivided attention. Abraham gave God his undivided attention. God is the one with the ability to bring it to pass. So therefore, the focus, even though we get excited over the fact that God spoke and said, you know, I'm going to make you the father of many nations, it's yet his ability that's going to make it possible. So we want to cleave unto God, we want to cleave unto him, we want to stay in his presence. Stay near to God so he see you and you see him. Not that he don't see you, but I want to make sure that you see him. Acknowledge the gift, but keep him and his word as number one. Lord, you're going to bless me. I thank you that you've spoken this blessing over my life, you know, and I just thank you. But I'm not more excited about the blessing as I am about him acknowledging me with the blessing. That means he's pleased. And so because he's pleased, I'm going to stay in his presence because I want to continue to please him. And I'm not going to let nobody get in the way of that. No, 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 no. We're not, we're not going to mess up that, that, that bloodline. We're not going to mess this up. No. And so we have to keep this in mind. And we have to be faithful unto God and follow what God is saying. and Keep him number one. Abraham followed the Lord and he had to shed some things. He had to realize, Lord, you're my great reward. The Lord told him, I'm, I'm your exceeding great reward. And then he told him also, as he got older, said, uh, said, walk before me and be perfect. Cut out the shenanigans. Cut it out. And so we all have to continually do that daily. Now, Daniel, the third chapter, I'm going to stop here. Daniel, the third chapter, the, the 17th verse said, if it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. In other words, I'm dependent on God's ability. I'm not concerned about what man does. God knows how to control that. And But uh, king, whatever king it is, whatever it is that authority, uh, principality or power that might be, remember God is able and we're going to keep him first, keep him as number one in handling us and our business. Remember, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Entreat him, entreat the Lord, invite him in, invite him's favor in to your home and to your life. God bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. Thank you, Lord, for your merciful kindness. Lord God, you blessed us with the opportunity to speak your word this evening. Lord, this short exhortation, Lord God, Lord, unto your people. And I, I pray and ask, Lord, that 
they are encouraged by what they heard, Lord God, and to walk according to your will. Father, we pray and ask, Lord God, that you will bless. If there's any that are sick among us this evening, Lord God, as we come to this close, I ask that you would bless them, that you would strengthen them. Lord God, I ask that you would bless your word to be absorbed. Lord God, that it be our uh, a light uh, unto our path, Lord God. Lord Jesus, a lamp unto our feet. Lord God, lead us in God. Just give us the wisdom and knowledge and business and on the job, Lord God, and in the school as we study and things that we're doing to better ourselves while we're here. Lord God, and, and most of all, our relationship with you, that you would help us in nurturing our relationship, Lord God, so that you're pleased. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would bless, Lord God, and stir up the mind of the backslider, Lord God, that you would draw them in, Lord God, back into your house of grace, Lord. Lord, I pray and ask that you would stir up the heart of those that have been deceived to, to walk away and, and they walk in confusion, not knowing that your ship is a ship of safety. Lord God, and except we abide in the ship, we cannot be saved. Lord God, we just thank you right now, Lord. Ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we'll continue to give you praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, those that are here, I see Mike, uh, Papa, Rhonda, Don, and you know, thank God for each of you. I, I see a name on here. I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce it, but uh, K-Q-V-H-E-D-P. God bless you. Thank you for joining in this evening. Continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. Walk in the favor of God. That means to walk in his presence. Walk in his presence. Do his will. Be holy as he is holy. God bless you. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost, rest through and abide henceforth now and forevermore. Amen.